podcast presentation. everybody thanks for tuning in this week for another episode of dainty thug we are like in the midst of reality tv trash season a bunch of my favorite reality tv shows are back real housewives of potomac love after lockup um uh uh, basketball wives um, and a host of others but you know instead of like going through all of them I have I've discovered um, the real black China show I actually discovered it on a Twitter not too long ago and someone had posted a clip and I was just like Oh my fucking god It was just so intense And You know I There's enough room to criticize China Um But I'm not gonna do that in this episode I actually wanna talk about What I've you know seen so far In her reality show That actually comes on Zeus um, before I even saw or even knew that um, Black China was releasing her own reality TV show, I never heard of Zeus before. So I guess it's like a a smaller streaming app. You can stream it. I think it's like two dollars a month or something like that. It's it's only a couple bucks, and I have watched about three episodes so far, and. I relate to it because the main theme of the show is her very toxic relationship with her mother and I sympathize I'm very empathetic with her struggle so for this episode, I'm going to be joined by my good friend Jinx. And, you know, he's watched the show as well. So we're really just going to talk about, you know, how hard it is to really navigate the world, navigate society, you know, without that pillar of support um, from your parents, you know. I feel like we are used to having the conversation about how people are molded and affected when they don't have their fathers, but we really don't have a conversation about how people are affected when they either A, don't have their mother or B, have a toxic mother. And something I want to call out 
a lot of us, and I'm, I'm including myself in this, and I know there's a few of you all who are listening that can also relate. We navigating society and life without a mother is hard. Now, of course, there are different situations. If you know, if your mother um, passed away, that's completely different. If your mother is sickly, that's completely different. But a lot of us who were born in the 80s and early 90s, you know, our mothers were born in the 50s and the 60s, and they are, for for the most part, a lot of them are the first generation. Um, uh, the first generation of the, you know, the great migration uh, wave from a lot of family coming from the south moving north. And they're also, you know, they grew up in the civil rights era. They were children and they had to navigate adulthood during the crack epidemic. And I feel like a lot of these, a lot of women who were born in the 50s and the 60s, they have a lot of unprocessed trauma and they are passing it down to us. So, you know, of course, you know, we talk shit about reality TV shows and celebrities and, you know, that's what we're doing, but with the Real Black China show, I want us to really have a conversation on how her mother treats her and the entitlements that her mother and mothers like her have with their children. It's an entitlement that erases any type of accountability on their actions and I see the same attitudes in a lot of parenting groups like I'm the mother and it's like there's because you know you're a parent there's supposed to be some unspoken loyalty you know I birthed you well you know yeah you did but you can't, that doesn't give you right to cause your child harm because you birthed them. But I want you all to listen to our conversation that me and Jinx had and let me know your feedback, what you think of it. Um, I, I wanted to add this first before we jumped into the episode because I didn't want to automatically trigger people. I know it's a sensitive topic so if you don't want to listen I understand but if you do listen I hope you um, give us feedback and let us know what you think so we're going to jump right into this conversation so me and Jinx you're going to meet Jinx and we're going to have this conversation on how toxic parenting especially toxic motherhood affects us all all right so stay tuned hey what's up motherfuckers what's going on it's a new episode this week we're going to talk about 
trash TV, reality TV, because, like, you know, that's been, like, my thing recently. And I know a lot of motherfuckers, like, they're always like, oh, black people shouldn't watch trash TV. But it's, like, the same thing as, like, our moms and grandmas used to watch soap operas. And plus, I want to see more black people. So, yes, bring on the ratchetness, bring on the pettiness, and bring on the drama, because I'm all about it. Now, today... I have a special guest, and we are going to talk specifically today about the Real Black China show. So I have a special guest. I want y'all to meet Jinx. Hey, Jinx. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to Daisy Thug Podcast. I want you to introduce yourself and talk about yourself, brag on yourself. You know, let them know you that motherfucker, and you know. Oh, okay. So know. have me a Kanye yeah, moment. Like, have you a Kanye moment without, oh, without okay. all the <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me today. So I am Jinx. I'm a blogger, a blogger, personality, and stylist. So I'm in my name is Jinx. You know, like you've been Jinx. So I, I, I basically do it all. I do it all, as I just gave you all these four different titles. And currently, right now. What I'm working on is I sell jewelry up under the brand Jinx Jewels. I have a line of nose chains called Nose Candy. I have a magazine, which will be debuting later on this year, called Jinx International Magazine. And then I do Tell the Truth Thursdays, which is a live discussion on Facebook each and every Thursday. Um, so that's the basis of what it is that I do. But I can do it all. I wear all of the hats. <laughs> you know, a closet is full of Okay. <laughs> and I am here and ready for this motherfucking discussion because the, the funny thing is I definitely do feel some kind of way about trash TV just because, you know, when you – it's kind of like when it comes to healthy eating. When you eat too much trash, then your body is going to be trash, and then you're not going to like the results in Blase's Kippy Rules. So you have to – it's kind of like do it in moderation, you know? And I, I, I do have – I do have such the my my biggest thing when it does come to trash. Um, like you said, our grandmothers they watch the soap operas. Now, the soap operas and stuff definitely did have some of those storylines, but you know the sisters messing with each other's husbands and everything else though too. But ultimately, when we look back at them in hindsight, we still didn't have necessarily a negative perception of who these characters were. I think people nowadays are just putting themselves in such a negative to where you just look trifling and trashy, to where, girl, I don't even care what you do that's positive in your life because you're just, you're trash. (laughs) (laughs) It's like my Twitter. I don't even know how to follow that up. I don't even know how to follow that up. I'm like, well, yeah, you're just fucking trash. Yeah, because, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead and get this thought out. Okay. My thing was like, you know, I don't, I don't consider like some trash TV. I just can't do it. Like no matter how I'm in the mood to actually watch trash TV, but mm-hmm. I think the reason why I'm interested in the real Black China show is because it resonates a lot of conversations that people don't want to have. Right. I mean, of course, of course, you know, she's like, you know, she's extra as fuck. You know, she's in that whole Kim Kardashian world, but I think, you know, the 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 hurt is inevitable. Like you can see mm. you know, and now, like, now this is also what 
it, it, it makes you have a whole other different perspective of Black China. I will tell you this. I remember when I seen her in the media, she kind of annoyed me with certain things. And, you know, it's like we got to see the relationship that she's had that she's had with her mother throughout the media because, you know, it's always a clip posted on the shade room or whomever else. For me to see some of these clips and everything, you'd be like, damn. Like this girl, like where Black China is right now, Thank God, because she could have been so much worse. So now it makes you have such a, a newfound respect for her because that motherfucking mother. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, all right, let's just let's, let's go. So, Miss Miss Tokyo, if you hear this, honey, and you want to come for me, I, I'm I'm ready because I sent for you. <laughs> you know what? I think she's mostly bark with very little bite. Got you. Now, what well, makes you okay. um, what makes you say that? Because, like, I feel like she has so much unprocessed pain mm. within herself and with her life that she really doesn't know how to navigate. I like she feels entitled. That's pretty much how. Absolutely. Like she feels Absolutely. she feels entitled. Now, if the if what is true that you know China is a result of rape, it really puts into perspective why she treats her the way she does. Absolutely. I agree. And, and when I just heard that, that's really uh, what kind of made sense to me. I said it's because she has such a strong disdain for her daughter, and it was kind of like, why? Like, why do you hate your kids so much? And it just kind of makes you feel as though that that could be accurate. It's kind of like, is she so much of her father and you can't stand her father that that's why you don't like her? And it's like you're you're pushing these projections onto her, you know, because she's just really, she's really so toxic and so damaging, you know. And like you said, with the entitlement, because she's she gives the energy, it's kind of like what a lot of parents um, say, do as I say and not as I do kind of situation, just because I'm your mother. Because she says that so many times, I'm her mother. So you don't talk to me or I slap you or I'm going to knock some of that Botox. You know, it's just like, so you just running this title as a mother as if you're having control over somebody's life, but she's still a grown-ass woman with two kids too. So she is a woman, you know. she Yes, she is your child, but you still have to offer up some of that same respect if you want it in return, you know. And it also seems like Tokyo, it seems like she wants to be like, China's friend in a way, like she wants like a position inside her inner circle. But but according to her, she technically doesn't because what did she say? I'm not your friend. I'm not your employee. I'm not your associate. I'm your mother. That's what she said. So what does she really? That's want? what she said. But that's that's who her biggest beef is with, like her friend, her 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 employees. Like she feels like again, a tight entitlement that she feels like, you know, she deserves more. Like, she, she even points out, like, you know, her daughter has millions of dollars and she's driving in a Honda. Like, she feels like she should be rich, too, because her daughter is rich. Right. But you know what, though? I, I, she's not – she doesn't take accountability for the reason why she doesn't. It's because, guaranteed, I feel as though when you do have a healthy relationship with a parent, I think it's um, automatic that you take care of them when you're being taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, say when I get to my platform and when I get um, X amount of dollars, automatically I already know that I'm setting up my parents lovely. 
just because I do have such a good relationship with them and I want them to reap the benefits of what it is that I sold. The fact that that's not happening shows you that there's a disconnect somewhere. For instance, say like when some people don't get along with their mother. Normally, our mothers are always our first teachers, our first nurturers, all of this. So we always, always, always have a bond with our mother. If there's ever a time where somebody does not get along with their mother, it's some serious shit that has transpired there because it's like who doesn't get along with their mother, you know? And then normally it's because of something that that mother did, whether it's abandonment issues, whether, you know, it's some type of emotional um, scarring that has happened because of, like, how what Tokyo said, like, if they were a result of rape and it's just like, but the child didn't ask to be brought into this world. So you still brought them in and then under the premise you're pushing out this hate rhetoric just because you're upset with the situation that happened. And we get that, you know? But you know just, what else I noticed? Her, um, Tokyo's bodyguard, like that dude she rolls with, she uh-huh. stated that that's um, China's ex-bodyguard from when she was stripping. Like, I I found that very unusual. Like, she's no longer hmm. a stripper, but you are, I feel like she's kind of like living vicariously through China. Like, everything China Well, I've does, always, I've always felt like she wanted to be her daughter, period. That's how I felt. That's why I thought that it was so much animosity because I thought that it was jealousy, like she wants to be Black China. You know, like she will sit here and she'll talk this shit, talk about I want my Angela back. I guess she um, felt as though when China was, what, 17 is when she went into stripping, and then that's when she felt like the whole Black China persona came and she changed. But I would like to know what changed that much other than the fact that China probably just became a woman is because maybe China was too self-dependent upon her when she was a teenager, so that's what it is that she wants, and now China is just self-sufficient and self-made. So that's what I'm thinking. That's where the problem is because that's what she said. She said she just wanted her Angela back, and then she gave that little time period. So I was like, that's when she really got in the streets and became a woman. Also, China also mentions a lot of her grandmother raising her, and I know in the la- one of the last episodes, you know, she mentioned that her mother wouldn't even help her with school. Mm, is that oh? Is that where she would talk about? But she paid for it, right? And then she was like, right. "You didn't pay for shit." And she was like, I didn't say I paid for it. I signed the papers, though. Like, she wants credit for the very, the most minuscule actions she should have been doing because she was a, she is a mother. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, how do you see this ending? I mean, I'm a little bit biased with the situation because I don't have a really good relationship with my mother. And... Mm -hmm. I see a lot of traits. I mean, my mother isn't as toxic as Tokyo because she's, like, on the extreme. Like, Yeah, she is. She really is. That is ex- she is extreme. But I see a lot of traits in my own mom that, that you know, uh, Tokyo does, like the entitlements, like, you know, you should be doing this. Or, you know, I'm your mother. You should, you know, this is what you should be doing for me. You know, right. I should be... I should be the first person and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like um, a large part of my life, the majority of my life, I wasn't raised by my mom. So okay. and in a lot of ways, I really don't know her in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 
you know, when she does come around, it's always anger. She's always angry, you know. She's always upset and angry with me, and I don't really understand her anger. You know, she feels like I owe her something or the world owes her something. Like, it's really interesting to play out. And the part that, you know, I can resonate with China is, you know, when you ask for accountability, especially from your parents, it's like an uphill battle. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it's kind of like you are wrong. defying. It's kind of like, honestly, as if you're being defiant. How dare you question me or anything? I'm the parent and you're the child. And it goes right back into kind of like that system of authority. And it was just like, but you are the problem. Like, and you are my problem, so why can't I um, analyze it and because you need to do some self-searching is because why are you projecting this onto me, you know? When but she it's says just, that she will, she know, it doesn't matter if she even wanted to have her daughter raped and sold and prostituted, I was like, oh, okay, I see where we're going. Listen, when I tell you someone, and you know how, okay, they say how you are supposed to be careful what you say out of anger. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, so this is what you really wanted to say, but now you have the platform. And this is why um, I'm very – I'm not going to just say that I'm necessarily very careful. It's because there's just certain things that I don't be thinking anyway. But even when it does come to anger, you still have to be mindful. It's because I'm one of those bitches that um, you can't take shit back. So if you said something to me out of spite just because you're angry with me, I'm going to remember that. So even if we still are going to be cool, oh, there's definitely going to be some type of um, space in between us. It's because my whole thing is I was just like, no, but you meant to say that. So that means that because where did that just come from all of a sudden? You you weren't just that quick with it that you just said some foul shit like that. Like you basically talked this before. You just never had exactly. the ball to um, communicate it to me. So when exactly. every single time this woman gets upset, the shit that comes out of her mouth, it was just like that's when you could tell that hatred that she had for her own daughter. It's really so it's upsetting to see. It's so disturbing. It's um it's extremely damaging and it's dangerous is because why why? Like why? Like it's it's really crazy and I just feel as though that any any child who it's a constant battle when you do have such a strange relationship with your parent is because you want to have a healthy one. And it's really kind of like how it is with an unhealthy relationship. At some point, you just still have to let it go. But it's tough to is because this is a part of you. But toxic is toxic. And we need to learn how to just like really purge ourselves in certain situations is because a lot of people don't deserve our presence in their lives. They just really don't. Say that again. Toxic is it really is, and it doesn't matter if it's your parent, line. if it's your sibling, because think about what has kept us in toxic situations, especially within our family, for this has been, what's the um the line, blood is thicker than water? Well, a lot of times, blood will do you way worse than motherfucking water is, so bitch, let me quench my thirst here. How about that? Okay? <laughs> because I'm not a motherfucking vampire. <laughs> But, you, you know, know it's, it's a unspoken conversation because, you know, there are, I mean, we, we always have, like, this platform. And what I mean, me, I mean, we, I mean, like, you know, in society, you know, we talk about when fathers leave their children and the effects of um, not having fathers or any positive or 
you know, nurturing male figures in children's lives. But mm-hmm. we don't really have an open discussion on toxic mothers because it's kind of that, like that's a kind of like the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, yeah, you know, we could talk about you know men who leave their children, but what's worse, a man that leaves his child or a mother that keeps her child? And abuses them mentally, emotionally, physically. Like, and it will be really, the mother. It's the the like, mother will be know, the worst one. And we can we can have the conversation that you know what makes mothers act the way. Like we under now we have some clarity that you know she's possibly a product of rape, which brings mm-hmm. into context her actions. But again. A lot of issues that she has, whether it's internalized misogyny, you know, I have a question is, you know, once she when if she was raped, if that if that rumor is true, you know, why didn't she abort? Well, was if it, you was it was it some, it was some, I, there was something that transpired that I forgot verbatim, but she basically said. It kind of as if she got raped and she wasn't able to have an abortion, from what I took from it. Okay. I, I wish and I that, could remember what she said for a to a bigger conversation that, you know, now we have all these, you know, these conversations about birth control and, you know, now people want to make it illegal and punishable for women to um, get abortions and have access That's just to crazy. health. And look what happens when women are in a position where, you know, they are assaulted, they are raped, they get pregnant, and they have to bear that burden forever. Right. And and that's even the thing, like, say, when it came to these laws that they are trying to enact and everything and why it's so fucking absurd and and insane is because how do you have a clause in there for rape and incest? Like, how are you legit forcing, like, come on, the damage that is being done? It's, like they don't seriously, care about children. They don't. They, care they don't. Children. They don't care about women. They don't care about women. They don't care about children. It's just unfortunate all the way around. It but really that, is because it's just like you, you're just not thinking about like okay, going back to the whole black China thing. There, her issues are unresolved childhood issues and trauma. Because clearly, like this is this is it's still unresolved. Still, she's about to be what thirty one years old. And it's still fucking mm-hmm. unresolved. You know, and I don't know what the future of the show is, but, you know, the first two episodes was really hard to watch because her mother just is so violent. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't, she like, is. physically hit her, but she's just so violent. Like, she, she's mm-hmm. so angry. And I don't, like, really call in black women angry because of the stereotype of the angry black woman. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, but but she she definitely definitely is very angry. Like all up in her ooh, Jesus. Like if she was any regular chick, like you know you'd be throwing down. <laughs> but here's the thing though, when she came with her friends at the park and you know, she acts like she was gonna do something, that's why I think she's all bark. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Got you. You know, it's just it's just very difficult. I I know like, basically what you said, it creates the conversation, and that's the good thing about it. But I think the the main part of the conversation is what are we going to do when we're faced with toxic 
situations. I don't know why I feel as though I'm stumbling over the word toxic today. Like, come on. Just bitch, just roll the fuck out. <laughs> yes, I don't know what's going on, but the thing. Um, but I think that's the main thing that we need to learn what to do when we are faced with those situations, even when they are family, is because, like I said, because of that same blood that's thicker than water, we're always kind of like forced to try to work things out, especially when right. it's family. It's because a family is a blood tie. But not for nothing, family in a lot of people's situations have done us way worse than anyone else. And so it's just like in order to have a healthy relationship, just like let me ask, um, definitely stop me if you feel as though that I'm prying too much or whatever. But since you said like how you have um, such a relationship with your mother, so with you even becoming a mother, I know that there's just this thing that you just like, I can't imagine projecting a certain type of something onto my child. So. Oh, Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. How are you as far as um, your mother with your child? Like, is she different with your child than she was with you, or are you kind of limiting her interaction? Like, like what is it? Because I know your first thing will be to be protective and to make sure that she never has to feel the way that you felt. Okay. Well, while I was pregnant, you know, I was like, you know, um, all my family's in Chicago, right? So okay, right. Shout out to Sasha, you know, I'm from you over y'all, Illinois in the building, <laughs> what's up, Peace <laughs> So, you know, being pregnant, like, the hormones and everything like that, it's all, it's scary, especially because I've never been pregnant before and haven't... I don't want to use the word I was isolated, but because I was, you know, um, living with my boyfriend and kind of like, you know, in unfamiliar territory, you know, I was sad a lot, you know, and a a lot of that Mm -hmm. sadness came with pregnancy because, you know, you're really emotional when you're pregnant. So I wanted to, you know, naturally you want to lean on your mom. Like, I want to send my phone talk to my mom, I'm crying, I'm emotional, you know, I have, like, all these food urges, I'm, like, fucking eating me and my boyfriend out of the house because everything, I want to eat everything, and, you know, (laughs) I, that's just a natural reaction to want to lean on your mom, so I started initially to open our relationship and, you know, try to be consistent, talk to her. But my mom, like Black China's mom, has a lot of unresolved pain. And it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with her mother, her siblings, her upbringing, and that's projected to me. You know, gotcha. and so, you know, I told her my concerns and, you know, we try to, you know, make it better. Like, what can we do right now? This baby is coming. I would like you to be involved, but what can we do to ensure what happens to me and my sibling doesn't happen to her because that's unacceptable? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tried to do, put into some plan of action, and eventually she just said, it's not what she said, she just didn't show up. Gotcha. You know, no call, no show, 
And then, you know, once you call it out, like, okay, if you're not going to call, if you're not going to come, you're not going to show up, you know, you're just going to pretty much desert us, the same type of behavior that you displayed when I was younger, then this just can't, just can't happen, you know? Right, right. And then it turns into, well, like, I'm grown, I do what I want to do, and, you know, it's your fault, it's your fault, because you did this, and you did this, and, you know, I'm this, Mm -hmm. I'm that, and then it's like, okay. So it's like, and thus the cycle continues. Right, and I'm trying to break the cycle, and a lot of people are trying to break the cycle. Cycle of like, right. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean, as far as kind of like her, she's stuck in her cycle. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see the same thing with China. She's trying to break the cycle, you know, but it's not easy, you know. So, so, so let me ask you. Okay, Um, like I had. Okay, I wasn't raised by my biological mother. I was raised by her sister. But I ended up having a great relationship with both of them. And to make a long story short, I was basically raised by my aunt and my aunt's husband because my mother was still in college. And at that time, she had a toddler, and then I was a newborn. And my grandmother just wasn't with the whole dropping out situation. So her sister said, we'll take care of him for you until you um, complete college. Okay. So, bam. So I have maintained a good relationship with both of them. So, like, we can all be in the same room, and if I say mom, both of them are going to say hi. So it wasn't really until, um, and majority of my friends kind of had good relationships with their mother, too. It wasn't until it was like um, this dude that I started dating and everything to where I seen how people legit have these bad relationships with their mother, and I was, like, so taken aback, like, wow, these relationships do exist. And just to see how how horrible his mother was to him, but he still, like, yearned for her loving and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, it's so hard to break away from because as much bad and dissing and disrespectful shit that she did, he kind of still had um, a struggle tearing himself away from her, you know? What what is it or what kind of advice could you give to anyone who is in such a situation? Like, how do you break the cycle? Well, for me, it's not hard because I don't talk to my mother a lot. So okay. it's not like, you know, we live in the same city, we live in the same house. You know, I was raised with her. So not talking to her is very normal for me. Gotcha. So... um that's really a hard question because I know there are people who have toxic relationships with their mom and, like, this is who they were raised by. So it's really hard for them to disconnect. So, you know what, even though I don't have a, a really good relationship with my mom, you know, a part of that disconnect is because she was, I wasn't raised with her. So, like I said, I don't – there's a lot I don't know about her. So, you, so, so it's easy for you to detach just because you yeah. were already kind of detached. Gotcha. Right, yeah. So it's, it's a little easy, you know. And for other people who, like I said, who are raised with their mom and they have to talk to their mom and that's really their only security blanket – Mm. I, I I don't even know how I would navigate that. Like, if my mom was the only person who I grew up with, it would be a lot harder. Yeah, know? it um, definitely would. I mean, I'm watching, I'm also watching Real Housewives of Potomac, and the girl on Real House of Potomac, her name is Candace, she has a toxic relationship with her mother, and 
with her mother, she's not as bad as Tokyo. Her mother is a little bit more posh. Like, her mom is a doctor. Her mom gotcha. has bank. Her mom has bank. So, basically, she's been taking care of her. On paper, she's like, you know, a socialite. But her mom, you know, um, disrespects her, hits her, you know, talks mm. down to her. And basically, like, I pay for your house. I pay for your wedding. You can't tell me shit, you know? Basically. So you know what I'm saying? But it's different because, you know, her mom wears a Chanel suit, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to being, like, from the hood. But it's the yeah. same toxic trait. Yeah, absolutely. Same abuse. Different abuser. So how did you come across, you know, the China show? Well, the funny thing is because, you know, with me being um, with me being a vlogger and a blogger, I always have to be in the know. And it's kind of crazy because it's like sometimes you want to take like a hiatus. And even when I do talk on my shows, I don't always um, surround it and center it around pop culture and just like what the celebs are doing because I feel as though that there's so many real issues that's happening in the world that I'm not really concerned with what bitch wore something better. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm basically connected to a lot of different blogs. And Black China is definitely one of those people that when something, like, with her in the media, it's kind of, like, always controversial. You know, like, when she was on the Kicking It with the Kardashians, she was on her own show, her in a situation with Rob, her in Future, it's just, like, always something, her in the lightning cream. So I first um, heard about it, I believe it was through the Shade Room. And then that's when I heard about Zeus Network, and then I was just like, okay, this should be interesting. It's because now we're about to really get into why Black China is the way that she is. And then it was just like after the clip started rolling, and I was just like, mm, because this is definitely something that people wanted to know is because we always see these little clips of Tokyo up in her car popping shit and everything else so too. And, and China is normally so, it's going to be so funny, but I feel as though she's so reserved a lot in her um in the way that she speaks about certain situations and everything. So we didn't really get the grit and the grind of it, but Tokyo will be the one that would be so unfiltered and raw with it. So that's kind of how I found about it was through the blogs, and then I just started looking at clips, and I was like, okay. And it really made me have a newfound respect for China, though, definitely. Because she used to get on my nerves with the antics. (laughs) And you know what? That's another issue that I can understand from China's perspective. Like, she's a media personality. She's, She's in the press a lot. So when her mom goes on Instagram and talks about, you know, private issues, that's not a good look. And now that her mom is coming out with a book, like, what are you doing? Like, why you're basically using your daughter to, using your daughter's pain and issues to capitalize off of. Matter of fact, you know who else um, did that? Anna Nicole, um, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't her sister come out with a book and named it Trainwreck? Oh no! I'm gonna look for it. Yes, I'm gonna look I for think, it. If I'm not mistaken, Anna Nicole's sister was coming out with a book and named it Trainwreck or something. And I was like, now if that ain't no fucking disrespectful shit, like how dare you capitalize off of somebody in such a way? Like this ain't even your life. Like and and this is why people start issuing gag orders because I remember when I heard that um, <laughs> that J Lo's husband back in the day, he was going to write a book but they ended up issuing a gag order for him is because his book was based on her. And the whole thing is they say you could come out with your book 
but you just can't have anything about J-Lo in it. Now, my only thing was I was like, but a portion of his life, he was with her. So he does have some kind of right to speak about things, but that just can't be the basis of what you're trying to sell because then basically what you're selling is the story of me. So I don't think that that should be right. Like, come on, this girl coming out with a book, uh, Black China needs to send her a cease and desist, or they need to issue a gag order. She should not be able to come out with a book. No, bitch, talk about your life. Talk about that unprocessed-ass <laughs> trauma that you motherfucker got going on. Talk about why you on my team. Let's talk about you popping that pussy in the motherfucking bathroom mirror while you on live, going off of two calls. Let's talk about you, bitch, because you know what? You would definitely sell books because people love a train wreck. People love to see, uh, people just love it. This is why folk are even into Ratchet TV is because it's just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keep it real. For some people, it makes them feel better about their life. They was like, damn, and here I am thinking that, shit, I had a bad bitch. You know, it really <laughs> makes some people feel better about their life. And then another thing is just, it's entertainment to some people. But that's when you have to be careful because you know how folks do take pride in your demise. So it's kind of like, you know, it's so many different, well, I mean, there's only two sides of a coin, but I feel like it's so many different motherfucking sides, you know. But she could definitely come out with a book about her life. Girl, don't talk about China. So China, you need to send her a cease and desist and a gag order and tell her to talk about her ass, okay, maybe in Tokyo. That's what she could say. I see it two different ways. I see it that, you know, she can. She has this show before her mom launches this book, so people can already see how fucked up her mom is. Mm. That way, whatever they so read, that was the her book countermeasure. Book. Yes, and secondly, if her mom write a book without Black China, who the fuck gonna read it? Let's be real. No, no, I'm. I, I guarantee you. Listen, if her mother finally takes accountability for. This is why I'm angry. I guarantee you people will. I absolutely guarantee you people will. Of course, that connection to Black China will make her have more sales, but I honestly believe that people will want to know why she's so angry, why she did that, because we're pretty sure she had an event for life. You know, we're pretty sure she did. She, she'll probably sound like one of those true to the game novels. <laughs> or, you I know, know how much <laughs> All right, side step outside of China's mama. I'm so mad that girl bleached her skin. Like, I didn't see what was wrong with her skin from the beginning. Girl, there was nothing wrong with her skin. See, I have such a uh, um, such an issue with this whole skin lightness shit. And then, you know, it's especially heavy in um, Africa and also in the Caribbean, especially Jamaica. And... It's just so crazy, you know, and that just still goes back to the whole conditioning that light is right and shit like that. It's not like as if she had, like, skin pigmentations or, you know, a lot of times when you get the chafing and your thighs be a little darker. Like, even I bought some of the Ambi cream so I could just, you know, handle some of the dark spots. But, bitch, you got to use that too many times, too often, like, damn, for two weeks. I, girl, ain't nobody got time for that. So I'm going to just embrace the darkness and I'm going to keep it moving. You know, but yeah, I don't, I don't even know why she, why did she that. I don't she know why. She kind of looked like that. Um, this It was this African pop star artist. I forgot her name. And she did a skin lightening cream. She looked just like her. She, she's, she's actually the one who has the product called um, Luscious. 
I, no, white lipstick. White lipstick, yes. White lipstick. I know exactly who you're talking about. She basically, um, you know how, you know, there's transgender, and then, you know, uh, Rachel Dolezal called herself being transnational or whatever, since so she mm-hmm. was white but felt like she was black. That, this woman went from dark skin to light skin, okay? I know exactly who you're talking about. Her name starts with a D. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah, I and it was called white licious. It's a fool. But it's selling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and then I you even know, heard in Jamaica, Davey using a BW2 said, powder. Yes, I think it's supposed to, I don't know if they're outlawing it, but I know when she did an interview, I want to say she did it with Ebony, I think. She was like, you know, most of her clientele come from the state. Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. It's just really, uh, it's just so sad when you say it makes me angry and it makes me sad at the same damn time. Like, even Vibe Cartel. Like, he is walking around looking like a ghost right now. Like, come on. You got what? And Sammy Sosa. Don't forget Sammy Sosa. Oh, my God. Girl, he looked like Asper. (laughs) These people just, girl, these people just need to embrace Come on, come on. Like, this is not reverse, what is it, uh, vitiligo, or how do you pronounce the word? Like, they playing that? <laughs> you know what? I'm laughing, but you sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. You really do, and, and you know, and laughter is really kind of like food for the soul, you know, and it's just like even when I do do my vlogging, the thing about it is people always say it's educational and it's entertaining. And that's how I feel as though, like, when it comes to any kind of podcast or blog or vlog, it's a way in which you can speak about things, even if you implement a little bit of humor, but there's still no seriousness about it. Because what it is that we're doing is we're also lightening up the mood, it's because this could have been a really down and depressive um, energy behind this whole podcast that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because, but, like, talking about toxic parents is not an easy girl. thing. Girl, let you know we both be in there crying at the end of the motherfucking thing. <laughs> and we ain't got no kind of resolve. And, and, and basically, you all back at square one. Everybody depressed. <laughs> you know? It's just, I, I, where do I see this going? Um, where after a while, I don't think that they can have multiple seasons of the same shit because then people will get tired of it. But it will have to be to where they are actually, like, really trying to resolve it, like therapy, and Tokyo would have to be more committed. I think that what would happen is it will focus more on Tokyo and as far as her trying to correct her wrong. That's how I can see, that's how I can kind of see it going. Um, well, I think what's going to end up happening is because she has this book out, I think she's going to probably not tell China exactly what she has in the book, and she's going to be surprised. Mm. She's going to drop a few bombs in the book that she wasn't really expecting. So I think they're going to try to work on their relationship, and then the book is going to come out. Just, and their family's going to like, be back at square one. Yep, yep, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Mm. And she's really coming out with this book. I mean, they've mentioned, they've, you know, talked about it a couple times on the show already, so I'm assuming it's coming It's just out like, too. what is wrong with this woman? You know, I'm just trying to think about, like, say, even human. And, <laughs> and, you know, and just like, say, in the kinds of relationships that we have with people, I don't, uh, it's just, 
I, I don't want to be that toxic for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I would have to let you go before I would want to project that kind of frustration and everything on you. Like, that that just doesn't feel good to to even know that you are somebody's problem and you're the core of their problem. And, and the fact that it doesn't feel good is why there's probably not shit even been done about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Well, it's just it's, fucking It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch. You know, I'll be tuned in. <laughs> As will the rest of America, okay? <laughs> and I catch all these on my little blogs on, um, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. we'll see what happens. Interesting. And we're going to have to, like, come back around and talk about this together because um, once we get to, like, the middle of the season, that's when we're really going to see what all the tea is. Oh, yes, girl. That's going to be the meat of it, honey. Right now we got the potato. <laughs> well, Jinx, thank you for coming on Day Thug, keeping it 100 as I expected. All right? So let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Got you. So, hey, so, again, I am Jinx. My brand is Jinx International. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Have You Been Jinx, and it's spelled H-A-V-E-U-J-E-N-X-D. And my Facebook fan page is Jinx International, and that's J-E-N-X apostrophe D, then international. Follow me on all my social media handles. You know I keep it really real. I call myself the truth sayer and the style slayer. So go ahead and come and get your life because life has been given. And thank you so much for this opportunity. You know I enjoyed it. And this is my first time thank even you. talking about this whole little black China situation. So yeah. Well, um, listen, thank you for coming on, and I really, really appreciate it. So I'll be talking to all you motherfuckers soon. <laughs>